This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, I wanted to share how my clients have generated over $40 million in revenue year to date using a couple simple strategies that you can implement inside of your business today if you wanted to. So $40 million is a decent number to be sure, but I want to talk a little bit about how we got there because it is a pretty decent shift from prior year's production. So what changed, what techniques are we implementing that you can use right away? One of the first things is to have a very simple and repeatable story. And that sounds like blocking and tackling, but even I get into the minutia of, oh, we can rebuild your website. We can change the way that you do your onboarding. We can make all these fancy widgets happen. And at the end of the day, none of that means anything if the client experience is confusing. You know, when I worked with Vector Marketing years ago, our interview process used to be called E3, experience equals expectation. And you're essentially recruiting somebody as a 1099 to come work with you. That is different than what most people might go through if they go get a job at, say, Walgreens or a bank or wherever it might be. But the idea is if experience equals expectations, there's no friction point in the process. Everybody understands exactly what's on the table, what the next steps are going to be. So that's why I say simple, repeatable stories. If you're a landscaper, you want to be able to tell somebody that what they want is going to be done on time, correctly, and won't need you to come back to fix it, just as a baseline. And I might talk a little bit more about that in a minute here, but being able to talk very simply about what you bring to the table is very impactful for your client to make them want to engage in your offer. If you are in financial sales, there's a lot of different people that have the same licenses that can technically offer the same solutions that you do. Some of the Advisors that I work with manage hundreds of millions of dollars. Some manage tens of millions. They have the same licenses. They actually clear at the same firms too. But what's different? A simple, repeatable story. What do you do for your clients that they can count on, they can trust, so that their experience equals expectations? The second thing that we've really been working on is having a focused demographic for the offer. So having a very tight avatar for who you want to do business with. One of the most common issues that I see is people that want to work with everybody. The problem with that is when you try to talk to everybody, nobody hears you. You need to have a noise-canceling message. 
something that cuts through all of the drama at home, all of the different advertisements on social media, all the different pop-ups, and all the parts and pieces that inundate us with information on a regular basis. Think of somebody like an Andy Frisella. I was listening to his podcast a little bit earlier. He's very clear about what he brings to the table and who he serves. That isn't necessarily going to be everybody, but that's not the point. The point is to speak directly to the people that you're going to relate to so that they understand that they are heard and make them willing to engage with your offer. So get really, really specific about who it is you want to work with, who it is that you enjoy working with is a bonus so that you can best shape your outreach to match what the people that you're trying to attract would expect. Part three is a no BS fact-based solution. The words kind of, maybe, possibly, those shouldn't exist inside of your process. Know exactly what you do at an amazingly high level and focus there first. Something that you can say 10 times out of 10, we will execute this task at an extremely high level. Going back to the landscaping example, because the landscaper that my wife hired is doing, it's the same guy from last year, if you've listened to the podcast for a little while. And the gaps in the process still remain. There's parts of my lawn that look like they've got a mohawk because they missed a spot and didn't go back over it. On weeks where the grass grows a lot more, it seems their blades are a little bit dull and the mulching blades aren't mulching, so I've got loose grass on my lawn. That, by the way, should not happen inside of a landscaping company specifically. But somebody in that situation couldn't tell you that they are going to provide a high-quality product in a repeatable fashion that you're always going to have 100% satisfaction with. It's not going to be the case. So that individual, their only competition point is price, which makes them replaceable. There's no value added to the situation, it's a simple good and service provided at a mid-level to be charitable. The fourth one that has really made a shift for my clients is being able to say somebody's not a fit. It's really hard to tell somebody no, especially when they have money they want to give you. And that might seem a little bit weird at first, but I'll give you examples. I've had a few people come to me looking to have me acquire their businesses recently. And they're not bad businesses. They're clearing you know, good six figures every year. I would probably have to put five or six hours a week into making sure everything runs right. Not the end of the world, And maybe someday that could be a part of my process. But right now, it doesn't serve my business. 
it actually takes me away from my key focus, which means that it's not a good move for me. And I understand in the moment that that sounds a little bit crazy to say, well, you're going to give up, call it an extra $100,000, $150,000 a year for a couple hours of your time. Yes. Because the opportunity cost isn't there. Now, inside of your business, you might have somebody that's a key account, but they're a problem client. Um, in Built to Sell by John Warlow, there's a great example of that where his key business is a bank. That bank requires a lot of custom work, a lot of things that aren't repeatable, and he can't grow and scale his business because of that. That exists inside of most businesses too, where if you bend the need to your key account because they're bringing you a solid proportion of revenue. And I'm not saying right now to drop that client. That would be irresponsible. But what I'm saying is it's time to build out some of the additional strategies to acquire additional clients to your business that fit your key demographic much, much better. Somebody that's going to be easy to work with and somebody that's that repeatable type of client where you can add many of them and provide the same caliber of service, no issues there. The last thing is knowing your competition and offering a better experience. See, at the end of the day, the people that I work with are never going to be the low price king. That's a really... I'm trying to find a nice way. I haven't cussed on the podcast for a long time here. But that is a recipe for failure, to put it kindly. Because your margins are going to shrink more and more, and you're naturally going to have to start to look at where you can pull back on the client experience, which is going to alienate the clients that you have who were promised something. Remember, experience equals expectation. That's not going to work if you don't have the margin to provide a better service. You know, there's an interesting thing that I've seen is if you have a widget for $100 and somebody else has a widget for $1,000, that other widget is likely to sell as good or better because there's perceived value built into that. Now, I'm not saying jack up your prices with no additional value provided. There's a lot of ways that you can build additional value into your offer. But look for ways to increase prices while also providing a better product and service. So these are just a couple quick hitters that I wanted to get out before I headed out of the office today. If you have any questions on that, as always, reach out to me, growwithdelta.com. You can Use my calendar link that's on there. Schedule time on my calendar. Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn like uh, quite a few of you have recently. Uh, it's going to be at Mike Demo, D-E-M-O. Uh, on Facebook, same thing, Mike Demo. Uh, you can reach me there as well. If this has provided value to you, do me a favor. Leave a review. I don't really care if it's one star, five stars, three stars. Um, it's more just getting the word out there and helping with a little bit of what they call the social proof. Let people know that others are listening so that we can impact more people. My goal is to help these small businesses start to grow, stabilize, and be ready 
for the challenging season that's going to be coming upon us in the next 18 months. I appreciate your time listening today, and I'll talk to you again soon.